The Stage Door Show. Celebrating the independent artist. With your host, Dave Hondell. Hi everyone, welcome to The Stage Door Show. Tonight, this is Dave Hondell. Really excited tonight. Uh, we have a new movie out entitled Dress Code. It's out now on Tubi. And I'm so happy to have with me the uh, writer, Peter Panagas, the director, Joseph Papello, and we also have the star, Gerard Guerrilli, with us tonight. So welcome to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Great to be here. Absolutely. You know, I want to first of all start because every movie starts with the writing. So I'm going to start with I'm going to start with Peter. You know, I, I guess where did the idea from this, uh, you know, for this story come about? And it was a great story, by the way. Very touching story. It's a drama thriller. Uh, you know, there was a lot of great moments in this uh, in this movie, uh, but talk about where it all began. Uh, thank you for saying that. Um, the idea came from uh, Gerard. Gerard and I have known each other uh, quite a long time from the film festival circuit. Um, he had come to me uh, probably, let's let's say uh, October, uh, the October before COVID. So I guess that's. 2019 or 20 i don't even know what years are anymore 29 i think it's october of 2019 is the is the october before covid um and he had this idea for a film and um he kind of gave me the broad strokes he kind of wanted to blend a uh mob film um into the very very much up and coming lgbt world of uh of films as well so um kind of blend both genres which has never really been done before and uh, i guess from knowing each other for a while he knew that would kind of pique my interest both growing up as huge uh, mob fans um and the films they don't really make anymore and that's kind of unexplored territory within uh the mafia so kind of took it from there and uh, we were ready to you know pretty much go and then covid hit and then that kind of allowed us to keep working on the script and finding new people and um you know once he gave me the uh, idea I just kind of, I just kind of ran with it. I guess, uh, you know, secretly I've been wanting to do a film like this for a long time. You know, and uh, Gerard, I'm going to, I'm going to go to you on this one because you know, I know in the, uh, there's a lot of cultures out there, especially, you know, Italian is one of them uh, where something like this might not be, you know, looked at as being very favorable uh, when you're growing up. And, and, you know, there's, the, and this is part of the problem where a lot of, a lot of kids grow up and, and they, they end up, um, you know, unfortunately committing suicide or, or, you know, get depression and a lot of things because of that traditional uh, family upbringing doesn't necessarily, you know, coincide with what their, their wants and desires are, I guess, um, as a person. So talk about that a little bit, because I, I found that fascinating you know, as far as growing up in that mob mentality. But, you know, there's this huge secret that, you know, <laughs> you, you don't want your parents especially to find out about that. So, you know, talk about that. I think it really blends into what Pete said. We really just wanted to tell a story that was relevant to the times and something that was different, you know, pushing the envelopes because you see a lot of mob movies and everything is pretty strategic. It's macho. It's like a goomba kind of like flavor. And there are elements to dress code that that has that. But I really wanted to try to push the envelope and just do something that was totally relevant to the times. And I feel you know, based on uh, the reviews we've gotten and uh, some of the, you know the the awards that we've gotten, which I'm so grateful for, I think we've I think we accomplished that pretty successfully. Yeah, I agree. And Joseph, as a director, you know, 
Uh, you know, I, I and that's the world I come from, and and so I want to I want to ask you this question because with all the success that you've had, uh, you know, you, you know, as a director, obviously you kind of pull everything together and and make it make it make it happen on screen. Uh, but again, you have to have a huge team uh, in order to do that, and everybody's got to be on the same page. So, how did you make that happen? And you know, obviously to have that success, you know, so all the people that you had on the set. You know, how did you make that happen as a director? Because it's not an easy uh, task. Yeah, I mean, we're I mean, we're in the category of low budget film. Uh, so we only had so many people there uh, while, while, while filming, uh, while filming the, the project. But uh, Pete and Gerard, you know, also producers on the film um, were very active and very supportive. And, and Pete you know, if there's something about the script we didn't, you know, we weren't sure about, or it was like, you know, maybe we should tweak this a little bit. Pete was quick. He was either on set most of the time, or he was a phone call away. Um, so with this team right here, we were, we were all in on this. And then on set, obviously actors, everyone came, they knew their stuff and they made it happen. And then we had uh, Andrew Froning came in and he was a DP on the project, did a fantastic job, easy to work with. And, that was even surprising because we didn't really know him super well. He was someone that we kind of met up with and, and everything just kind of came together and, and kind of made the, this magic to, to make this happen. You know, and talk about, you know, I, I live in New Jersey too. So I'm, I used to live in North Jersey for a long time. So I'm very familiar with where you filmed and uh, you know, and just talking about being a, a indie filmmaker, you know, Gerard as, as being an independent filmmaker, actor, producer, writer yourself um, you know, talk about that process because I think a lot of people, that are out there that have ideas that they want to, they want to put on screen, but like, I don't have enough money or I don't have the money. And, you know, sometimes as indie filmmakers, you're never going to have the money. <laughs> so you, yeah. you do what you got to do with what you have. Right. And, you know, so talk about the spirit of being an indie filmmaker and, and uh, you know, just actually doing what you think you're, you want to do, but you, you're actually putting it on screen. So talk about that spirit of being an indie filmmaker. You know, I just grew up as a lover of film. And, uh, you know, I've been acting now for, I'm going to say, the better half of 11 years. And I've been up for so many auditions and I've been close to so many things. Uh, and I'm still, you know, auditioning and still, you know, putting myself out there. But I just figured instead of, you know, waiting for that call or that role, putting yourself out there is uh, kind of a world we have to live by now. We have to. Even if you got 10 cents, you got an iPhone, you got an Android. It's so easy now to just make something, you know, even even if you're an actor, you, you got to try to push the envelope and try to make things. Even if it's tick, you got TikTok now, you got Instagram Reels, you got Facebook, um, you know, YouTube, obviously, even, you know, like anything you can do to just try to create and try to make any form of content. For, even for yourself, even if five people watch it, it's just a very fulfilling feeling to just make things. And uh, this is my third film now, and I'm continuing to learn. You know, this is, um, I, I feel my best production yet, and I'm still going, and I'm I'm satisfied, but I feel like we could still do better. And I got a great team here with Joe and Pete and Andrew, as Joe just mentioned. But you just got to try to make things. If you have 10 bucks, like, put get a tripod, use your iPhone, and make something with your buddies and just put it out there to TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, anything you could do. That's great. Well said, man. Well said. And, uh, you know, yeah. Peter, as a, as a writer, you know, I know, um, you know, the process, I'm, I'm not a writer myself, so I'm going to ask you this question. Uh, but, you know, as a writer, uh, you know, I, I know there might be periods where you have, 
you know, some great ideas and you want to put them down on paper quick. And, and there might be some times where you might, you know, just have like a writer's block, so to speak. Uh, how do you get through that, first of all? And, and second of all, how much do you collaborate uh, during your writing process? Or do you just write it all and then show somebody? Or do you bring other people in during your process? Um, I kind of treat it a little bit like how a comedian treats jokes. I'm always, my notes thing is always open on my phone. So if I think of something, um, I have great long-term memory, I have terrible short-term memory. So whether, you know, I'm, I'm always kind of thinking, um, I'm always kind of writing things down on my notepad. So just to make sure I don't forget, it could be a random line that I'll never, I never use, or it might not even be for dress code. It could be for another project. But if I think of a joke or just a line, I have to write it down and then, Right before I do the film, I'll kind of condense. I'll look at my notes and I'll just take everything that could apply to a project and put it toward that project. And it kind of becomes a checklist when I'm writing the film. Like, oh, did I hit that, you know, joke yet? Did I hit that premise yet? Um, and I kind of treat it like that. I don't like to show people what I'm doing until it's done. Um, just because very seldomly do I know the ending of something before I do it. Sure. I'm not someone who plans out scene to scene. Uh, it's kind of one scene gives me the idea for the next scene. I have broad yeah. strokes of what's going to happen. So if I show someone, you know, 30 pages, I don't want them to try and push me into the next 30 well, pages. I might throw you off into to another area that you're not wanting to go. Correct. Yeah. I don't really believe in writer's block. I know it's a weird thing for a writer to say. I just kind of think we just sometimes don't know what to write about or we don't feel like writing. Sure. Uh, so I always say just write anything. So I'll just sit there and write letters or just write like the rules to blackjack and just anything <laughs> until something relevant comes onto the page. And eventually it will. Uh, if you just keep writing something, eventually what you're yeah. writing will make sense. That, make, that makes a lot of sense <laughs> right there. And you know, Joseph has a director and this is something that I've experienced. And, you know, the first time the first time I, I did a, a music video. And that showed up on on national TV. I, I actually cried. You know, it was like a spiritual experience for me as a director. So for you, uh, you know, when you when you go through all this process of doing an indie film and you know low budget and you know you're you're so passionate about it and and so you know uh, in the moment when you first time you sat in the theater and watched this, what was your reaction? I don't think I ever sat in the theater and watched it. I, I, I me and Pete <laughs> usually stand in the back, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, kind of pacing back and forth to worried about how people are going to react to it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think, you know, going into it, this, this is my first, first time directing. So it, it is a big deal for me to, to go into this. That wasn't the original plan talking it out. We were like, it just, it just made sense for me to direct it. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, just seeing it in the theater the first time we did see it, it was pretty cool. I mean, just going and, and watching it to, to test it out on the first screen that it was going to be on was a, was a pretty cool experience. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm you know, it's same thing like Jared mentioned before, like we're still learning and stuff. So I'm still like figuring out, you know, I'm not much of a crier. I'm not either. Yeah. But when it comes to, uh, yeah. and the reason I say that is because it, you know, I think when you, are passionate about a project and you are, are intimately involved from beginning to end. And then you see it all come together and you see it, you know, you see people react to it. Let's say, yeah. um, I don't think there's any better feeling out there than to see this came from, this came from, you know, Peter's brain, 
you know, and, you know, Gerard helped put it together on screen. And then Joseph, you, you kind of, you know, directed the whole thing. I mean, with all the team that, that was involved with it, I mean, it's gotta be, like I said, it's gotta be kind of a cool experience to see everybody, you know, kind of reacting to it, I guess, uh, from, from like, if you're your brain to the screen, right. Yeah, I just, I'm just always stressed, so I'm more. I just, I'm just, I'm still a little stressed out you about come, the movie. You come, just, you come to it from a little different angle, right? Yeah, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm just stressed out, and uh, I'm the, I'm the realist of the group, I think. So sure. I'm like, or, or the negative person. That's <laughs> it. So yeah, I mean, it is, it's really great, and it's awesome to see. Like, it's streaming now on Tubi, so that's right. really cool. Yeah. Um, that's a great experience. People sending us pictures, and I know, I know, Gerard and Pete have, have felt the same way. Like, getting pictures from someone even someone that like I didn't expect like a guy a guy that I you know I haven't talked to in five years sends me a picture I'm like oh, that's that's pretty cool sure so yeah. and that and that fact is pretty awesome yeah you know Gerard, uh, Gerard uh, you know I'll turn to you on the on the all those great awards you guys have gotten and all three of you have been a part of all that and you know um talk about the, you know submitting stuff to to um you know to be screened at you know film festivals and so and to have the success from it because the ones that you guys have been in, I mean, up here in the Northeast, these are big ones. These are big, you know, uh, film festivals. And so talk about, you know, how that was to get awards. I mean, just to walk up and get that award. Yeah, it was really cool, especially uh, Kevin Smith's Modcastle Film Festival when uh, the actor nominees came out and he goes, Gerard Guerrilli, just Dress Code. And I was like, wow, like Kevin Smith just said my name and like cool. knows about me or Dress Code. So that was probably... And I didn't win that award, but just to be nominated was an enormous, ph phenomenal honor. So that was a really gratifying feeling. And I remember at um, the Jersey Shore Film Festival, um, probably like four minutes in, I'm sitting with my wife and I get a text from Pete and he goes, yeah, bro, we did that. Like, and I was yeah. just like, and right. we had, I think, 200 seats filled at yeah. uh, Count Basie in Red Bank, which was like. Oh, I love that theater. Yeah, uh, I still get yeah. the chills. And, and then like. I remember we had like our first like screening last year in November and um, afterwards, I think people like were just swarming us and just saying like, oh, my God, what a movie. I, yeah. I didn't know what to expect. Like this, that was unbelievable. And to hear that from from people, yeah. especially going into it, just more of like, yeah, I like Pete Joe and Gerard. I'm going to support those guys. They're pretty cool guys. I see they're driven. So they're probably like, it's going to be an okay film. You know, they didn't know what to expect, but I believe, and actually I know that people were really, really impressed and they really felt moved. And that is what, that's why I'm in this business, man, to, to move audiences and to make people feel inspired and to inspire myself to continue to do what I do and keep getting better. Absolutely. And uh, that's, that's well said. And, you know, and, and uh, you know, you, you mentioned something that kind of hit home because I had a couple of things in film festivals, but when you go to these film festivals, you really don't know what you're going to get. You know, you really goes a lot of avant-garde type movies and films yeah. and noir, that type of thing. But, you know, when you sit down and you, and you watch a film, like I, I had several moments when I was watching a film festival in um, I think it was Tacoma, Washington, and mm -hmm. just, the talent out there. I mean, that just some of these features and some of the shorts, even just amazing, you know, just the talent is amazing. And, and what they can do with so, you know, so little as far as a budget goes. Yeah. And that, that's what my, my, that's one of the reasons, again, like why I have this show, because you don't need a huge set. You don't need, you know, 
trailers. You don't, you don't need necessarily a, a craft service table. And, you know, I think a lot of people go into this business thinking it's all glitz and glamour and egos and everything else. And a lot of it, you know, what the camera doesn't see doesn't exist, as we all know. So, so true. You don't need all that, you know, and, and so just put a great story on on the screen and yeah. have it um, come across and be able to affect people like that without a huge budget. That's really what it's all about is storytelling, right? I mean, and uh, you guys did a great job. And and I really want, you know, Peter, uh, when, when it comes to, I just want you to kind of explain to our listeners a little bit about the, you know, without giving the whole thing away, a little bit about the, the you know, the, the storyline and, uh, you know, what they can expect when they watch uh, the dress code. Yeah. Um, uh, so dress code starts off in um, 1990s Jersey and it follows the life of uh, young Bobby Russo, who's growing up in a northern Jersey, North Jersey, Italian family. Um, dad's kind of a knock around guy in the mob, not a big wig, not a grunt, but, you know, just kind of a middle management sort of guy. Not too happy with his life. Um Bobby grows up with uh, his father, his uncle, who's also in the mob, and a very loving mother. Um, his father's a really tough, scary guy. Um, Bobby, very street smart, very school smart, um, but he's got uh, some personal things. He's still working out. He's a you know thirteen year old, fourteen year old boy uh, who's still figuring out who they are as a person, uh, emotionally, physically, sexually, and um, he grows up to. Um, grows up to be part of this uh, this life and uh, how much he wants to be a part of it or whether he has a choice to be a part of it is kind of locked in the story. You know, it's kind of a battle between being true to who you are versus being true to how you're raised. Um, how, you know, how far can you go in a life that would never be willing to accept who you are? How do you figure out who you are when you have no one to talk to about it and no one to confide in? about it and all these questions are kind of answered it's about family it's about relationships um and it's about self-truths and uh you know what we try to do is take a concept that people who love organized crime films and the films we grew up on would really enjoy and connect it to a new up-and-coming genre um that other people can you know if not relate to then at least uh find themselves within them to explore for a couple hours yeah, I find I found the uncle to be a fascinating character as well because he he was struggling between, you know, uh being right for the dad, you know, yeah. but but also trying to protect the kid. You know, so I thought that that was a great character and uh and uh, just did a fabulous job with portraying that. And so that, you know, kudos to you guys on that one as well. So Frank was that was played by uh Uncle Rock was played by Frank Oso, who yeah. uh, I think his first major, uh, major film, first feature film yeah. uh, in a starring role. And he was just absolutely perfect. One of the first guys to actually audition for. And it was just one of those things you saw him audition and you were like, yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe I don't know what role he's playing, but he's in the movie, right. <laughs> you know, and we'll curtail the character a little bit around him if we have to. But uh, he well, was I thought his character was powerful. Wonderful. I thought it was. Yeah. And I thought it really added to the to the film. And, yeah. uh, you know, and then, you know, Joseph, you know, as, as a director, this is your first film, you said directing. Uh, so do you have the bug to do it a lot more? I mean, is this what you want to do? Do you want to be in front of the camera, behind the camera? But it sounds like, I mean, with what I saw here, you're just fantastic as a director. So what do you what thank you? I appreciate future? it. Yeah. What's your future uh, there? Not big, not big for the in front of the camera stuff. Although you know, I like my, I like my, <laughs> my Hitchcock's cameos. Um, 
but uh, no, absolutely. You know, I, I think this is something that I, I definitely want to pursue. I want to continue doing this. You know, um, we have some uh, some projects kind of uh, that we're working out right now, working on some funding. Um, so yeah, we definitely want to move forward. I mean, Pete, Pete and I, we, we grew up together. So Pete, Pete and I, we know each other longer than we don't know each other. Um, so, uh, so we, we, we've always been on the same page when it comes to this stuff. And then, you know, bringing Gerard into this, you know, or Gerard bring us into this for dress code. Um, it just, it just, just worked out. So, I mean, we want to keep doing this. We want to keep moving forward with it. Um, you know, this is a huge learning experience. I think there's a lot that we learned, uh, you know, we, we need a few hours to talk about all the things that we maybe did wrong, uh, and it still somehow worked out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, definitely something I think we're all, we're all definitely into continuing on with. It's a no, medium awesome. you have to continue doing because if we don't do it, right. you know, it, it's no one else is really doing it right now. And yeah. we went to the, uh, lucky enough to get into Kevin Smith's mod, uh, Smod Castle Film Festival. Um, someone asked him a question when he was doing one of his legendary Q and A's. Someone asked him a question about like what he felt about the state of indie films and you know less films than ever got purchased at Sundance this year and the overall state of the indie business. And he had to me such a great answer. And he just said, "What else are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're just not none of us make films ever. So, yeah. so no, you make your film." Go rent out some theaters, go, you know, rent out, some, do some ads and, you know, social media ads and locations, get some people there, make some money, submit it to the big festivals, see if you get in. Um, if not, you just tour around a little bit, get people to come, get some money from there and go make another film. What else? Go make another one. With any films, I think, you know, there's a lot. If you look at the Golden Globes and you look at, you know, the Oscars, there's always one or two. That that sneak in, you know, that are, yeah. that are really, you know, low budget uh, that, you know, end up winning, you know, or get nominated. And think about that, you know, think about your film getting even just the word nomination behind it is is incredible. It's like a win, you know, right there. Uh, so, you know, that's a that's a great, I think, goal uh, to strive for. And I mean, you know, just the fact that you guys won so many of these film festivals, I mean, that's incredible. Uh, you know, I, I've I've uh, submitted many and and got into a couple small ones, but I I've never had the success that you guys have had, and so I you know I just I really applaud you for that because there's a lot of work that goes into it, and you you put it in, and and so then for our listeners out there, that's that's the advice I think that we can all give you is is just make it, do it, you know, just yeah. uh, don't sit on it, don't think hey I want to do this, just go ahead and do it, you know, like like we said before, use your phone if you have to. Um, you know, before we go, I, I, I always ask is this of every, every guest, so I'm going to go around the room. Uh, so I'm going to start with you, Peter, because you're on the upper left. So I'm just going to go clockwise <laughs> here. Um, but you know, Peter, you know, when it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want to leave behind, uh, with your, your, your body of work, uh, to your fans out there? I want to leave, if I leave any legacy, no pressure um, on this. No. <laughs> That's a very <laughs> <good> question. <laughs> I want first and foremost, I want to I've and Joe and I have grown up grew up on this. I've always been a lover of independent film. It's always been the you know the other love of my life outside my family. Love independent film, will always support it. Um, what I want to do with my legacy is try to show anyone who 
is trying to get into this business that you can be multifaceted. You can write a rom-com, then write a mob drama. Um, you can write a Western, then write a, uh, you know, a, a trial jury movie. Uh, don't pigeonhole yourself. Don't keep doing the same thing. Keep challenging yourself to write different stuff. And uh, you're going to be shocked with what you can come up with when you allow yourself to be more creative. Yeah, that's great. That's well said. Joseph, how about you? Yeah, I would say uh, take chances. Like I said, you know, directing, it's something that Pete knows that I've always had in the back of my brain. And and uh, I, I, I had to push myself because I didn't, I wasn't comfortable with it. I was, you know, I, I wasn't in my comfort zone when it came up. Maybe I should direct it. And uh, you just have to push yourself and just take a chance. I mean, it, it's worked out. I mean, we're so proud, I think, all of us of this film. And and we want this to, you know, I think we did such a good job with what we had for this film that we'd like to use it and continue to make more films. Just keep making films, keep pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and just, just keep moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys are doing that. Gerard, how about you? I think I just want to be in film. Like I was watching, um, I showed my wife last on the waterfront, watch that. And it's like, what, what year was that movie made in 54? I want to say it was, like, it was filmed in Hoboken too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm watching that. Right. And I'm like, this movie is still relevant and it's still as powerful as ever. And I think I just want to continue to make films and be in films that, Leave, leave a legacy years after and just, you know, continue to blossom and continue to grow and continue to learn and just, you know, be the best version of myself, whether I'm off screen producing or whether I'm on screen acting and just continue to make good films and just have them leave legacy years later, like cult classics. There's not like a good cult classic. I mean, we can go back and forth and just give an encyclopedia of amazing films that are just timeless, you know, and they have such a great impact and, they, and, a, and an amazing legacy. And that's what I would love to, uh, you know, be uh, be a part of and continue to do. Well, you guys are all doing a fantastic job. And again, you know, you know, congratulations on the success of your film. And I, I, it just does, it doesn't end here. I mean, it's on Tubi, but you never know what's going to happen next. Who else is going to pick it up? You know, so it's, it's amazing. And to just keep us uh, informed, you know, so we can uh, push it on our social media sites and, uh, I'd like to have you guys back at some point as well. So, uh, again, congratulations on your success and, uh, you know, the best to you in your future. And like I said, you're always welcome back on the show. So thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Dave, thank, thank you. you so much. 